0: Hello, wrestling fans. Once again, we're here back on the 20x20 20 20 Ring Crew. Another episode coming right at you. I'm here with Matt. What's up, Matt? Hey, yo. Of course, I am Joe. We are the 20x20 20 20 Ring Crew. Or are we? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I don't know. I caught you there. We... <laughs> <enough. laughs> <laughs> it's all this Bullet Club shit going on. That's what it is. Yeah, we don't know who we are anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um <laughs> what a way to start off the yeah, show. I'm Team 20 by Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> uh we we always have wrestling on in the background and we happen to be watching the um Rager at Sea. The Rager yeah, Chris Jericho's Rager at Sea courtesy of Ring of Honor and the Honor Club. If you haven't uh, already got your Honor Club subscription, you can always always get information on that through us over at twenty by twenty crew or dot com slash podcast slash honor club all one word. Uh, we are currently watching the main event where it is Alpha Club, which happens to be the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho, against the Bullet Club, uh, and I'm I'm going to use air quotes here because uh, there's there's so much shit going on with this right now, but. Uh, it's a three three man team consisting of Marty Skull, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega. And actually it's
1: it's actually funny because Cody before this match, I'm thinking about it now, confirmed that he was no longer in Bullet Club. And then of course after this match, the Young Bucks confirmed that the B C Elite is simply the Elite. There's no Bullet Club. There's no so, Bullet Club, yeah. Um Talk about a, a cheap use of the name to promote a match. Yeah. and they had no intentions on... You know, like, I, I I, I like these guys, I do, but I just, I hate, uh, I hate the way they're doing business right now. It's, it's do it all for yourselves, and it's like not giving back to they the had, other part of the yeah, business.
0: Yeah, they had come out and said in a uh, recent interview, I think it was on Jericho's podcast, that... Uh, Someone had asked them about the Bullet Club shirts. And, you know, there's always... You know, obviously, anywhere you go these days, you see Bullet Club t-shirts anywhere and everywhere. Right. And they were asked how much money they made off of those shirts. And uh, surprisingly, um, Matt Jackson said nothing. They made nothing off of those shirts. Those uh, The Bullet Club is a New Japan copyright. So... Yeah. That is their property. They don't... Uh, they make money off of young bucks merchandise right so uh, i think a lot of people get those two things confused but uh yeah they they don't make any money off of bullet club stuff and that's kind of the uh, whether we like it or not that's part of the reason that well, yeah. this whole thing's going on you know they want their own brand they want to be able to push their own brand get paid for their own brand smart business but uh that kind of leaves bullet club uh Elsewhere,
1: yeah. I mean, it, I, I get again, and I'm gonna make this real quick here. My point to to add to what I said last week, I totally understand that that uh, that reasoning. I get it, and I I never, I never once like denied that or, or anything like that. It's just how they did it, and even if they weren't making money off T-shirts, they certainly were making money off the name still. Because again, as I pointed out last week, all these guys had. Not a lot going on for them before they put on that bullet club shirt true now it's not me I don't want anyone get to get it like my words mixed up here I'm not saying that they would never have been successful without the bullet club but it's the instant stardom that you get with that name yeah so that's the point I mean yeah you weren't making money off a t-shirt but you're making money off of everything else so you know I don't I don't sit there and feel bad for the the young bucks were not making money off bullet club t shirts, but because um, certainly the the young bucks merchandises were a big deal because of the notoriety of the bullet club. So
0: absolutely, I, I totally agree.
1: But that's not what we're doing tonight. We see we actually got something special planned for you. And, yeah, uh,
0: in in the spirit of uh, tournaments and Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving
1: um, tradition. Yeah, which I find it weird because this is a company that you and I don't like talking about very often. <laughs> but uh, we're going to spend uh, quite a bit of time doing something special here. The, Joe brought to my attention the other day about Survivor Series. Survivor Series obviously has been around since 1987. So, uh, all By the way, a uh, quick little plug here. If uh, you don't have the WWE Network, by God, do yourself a favor and get the WWE Network. That's Really the best thing that they got going for them right now. Uh, go to 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash network, all one word, and find out what we're talking about with Survivor Series, a Thanksgiving tradition originally. A uh, little quick history of it. It was came about because of the success of WrestleMania three. Obviously, you know, initially Andre and Hogan, and because pay-per-views weren't a thing really back then, so they added a second pay-per-view in November, and it's stuck ever since.
0: Part, uh, of, the, part of the reason they even started this whole Survivor Series uh, pay-per-view, uh, obviously, you're right, one of them was to get into the field of pay-per-view right. and, and that lucrative market, but also to combat the Jim Crockett promotion.
1: Oh yeah, uh, over the yeah.
0: NWA, yeah. To uh, they, had,
1: they had a little show going on with their own called Starcade. Starcade, in case yeah. You've never heard
0: of that? Also on the WWE network. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they initially did this as kind of like a power play to keep uh, Crockett Promotion kind of in check and like, hey, you guys are not the only ones that can be a part of this this new pay per view market. And uh, you're right, it ever since it has stuck, we're now in our thirty-second year, thirty-second year of Survivor wow. Series, believe it or not,
1: this was a pay per view too that they were actually considering on ending. I don't know if you remember that from the late 2000s. Yeah, They, yeah. they put it. Was, it was on the chopping block, and last second they they decided to take the finger off the trigger and not pull it. And uh, I'm glad they didn't. I, Me too. It's it's lost a little bit of its edge, I think. But it's it's I don't know. I, I guess. I, being a uh, an old school fan in a way I kind of I kind of don't want it to go away
0: I, I also don't want it to go away uh, and even like uh, you know the format has changed so much over the years right. uh, which we'll talk about in a second but uh, yeah you can't help but think about tag team matches yeah. survivors soul survivors when it comes to the the words survivor series I myself I'm a huge, Gimmick guy, I love gimmick matches, yeah. whether they be uh you know tournaments, cage matches, what have you. I am all for a gimmick match, and uh I had brought it to Matt's attention. Why not do the kind of like the ultimate survivor series match and base it off of the original format and for those of you who don't know, the original format was supposed to be teams of four. They battle throughout the night, um, so you have four on four. It's elimination style, so when you get pinned, you're out of the match. And then, there, once one team is eliminated, whoever's left from the other team are considered survivors of that match. And then, at the end of the night, after all of the first round matches, if you will, have taken place, you have a set of soul. Sur- you have a set of survivors from each match. Those people would get into the ring and have a sole survivors match. And the last guy standing or the last guy who, to not be eliminated would be the sole survivor of the night, therefore winning that year's survivor series. So that's the, f- the format we're going to use here with this, uh, special episode. And we've got 32 years of winners to go through. <laughs> Should be fun. Uh, but that, uh, in a way that makes it, Perfect for tournament brackets because it's uh, divisible by eight. So so what? what's our rules then for, for everyone listening at home? So each year we're going to take, again, we're going to take the survivors of each. Only the survivors. Only the survivors okay. of each match, each Survivor Series match. And uh, we're going to pit them against each other in a sole Survivors match for that year. So 1987 will have one winner, 88, one winner, so forth, and so on. Uh, and then once we go through that first round, we will be down, uh, we'll, we'll have our first 32 contestants. So I think it's important to, to kind of
1: establish some rules here. And, and obviously, correct me if I'm wrong here, so let's start with 87, obviously, when we do it. We're basing it off of, them in their in 1987 form yes, I would imagine. Okay. yes, yes. so I'm, I'm kind of playing along here too trying to figure this out can we have survivors being repeated could we have an 87 survivor being repeated in let's say 1990 or, or no
0: absolutely not because okay. um, you want 32 different combatants okay So I like something to keep in keep in
1: mind then when you
0: Yeah, because I mean think about it, like I mean, this is just a hypothetical here, but you know Randy Savage was a sole survivor or was a survivor in eighty seven in the first one. Right. If we chose him for nineteen eighty seven as the sole survivor and he comes up later, like a year after he died or something, whether he was associated with them or not, like we can't have macho man versus macho man's dead body. Like I got you. You know what I mean? So that's... We won't be able to do that.
1: Well, I mean, like, 87 Macho Man, let's say 88 Macho Man.
0: Right, yeah. No, we won't be able to do
1: that. Don't want to do that? No. All right. So that's... I just wanted to clarify those rules. That's it. I mean, so... Yeah, that's pretty much it. it, We're kind of doing our own tournament of of death in a way. Yeah, yeah. Because 98 was actually... Believe it or not, was was one of my favorites because of the tournament, even though it's the first one to not have a survivor series match yep. but it still involves survival obviously being a tournament so i guess there's not lot to do besides uh pick our brackets yeah so let's start let's start with 1987 the mm-hmm. inaugural survivor series that took place believe it or not ladies and gentlemen this was actually on thanksgiving night so imagine yeah, having yeah, yeah. having your turn did you watch by the way uh, I did. You were around, so I was around. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was
0: nine years old. You um, watched it Thanksgiving night. Yes, yes, we did. Um, it was a big deal for me because I' huge wrestling fan, uh, even back then, and this was one of the first pay per views we were able to to actually uh, have and purchase. Okay. Um, thanks to my my grandparents. Nice. Um, they uh, they loved me and uh, they they bought into it. They're like, yeah, it sounds sounds like it it'll be interesting. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely check it out. we survivor That's cool. Thank you, Grandpa and Grandma. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was able to watch this and. Uh, Again, I'm a big gimmick guy, so this I'm like in hog heaven, man. Like, yeah. let's do it, you know. Uh, this play uh, this took place uh, November 26, 1987, in the Richfield Coliseum in Richfield Township, Ohio. I believe the first two, at least. Uh, it, I think it's more than that. I think it's the first four. First four, okay. If I'm not mistaken. There you go. So yeah, this was uh, again. This was part, uh, hey, let's get on pay-per-view more, and also, hey, let's stick it to the Crockett promotion. Uh, and you know what? It's it's weird saying that because if you think about it, something so successful, I mean, the the success of the Survivor Series in a whole can be argued. Like, hey, it's been a pretty successful over the years, successful event over the years. Yeah. And its origin was to combat. Uh, The Crockett promotion style of wrestling. NWA style of wrestling. Not. You know it wasn't. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Yeah. You know you you have. Especially these days. You have the WWE. um, Which back then was the WWF. Obviously. Doing things. And and saying things. They're trying to be their own. Sports entertainment entity. It's always been that way. You know they. They wanted to be. uh, Full of. Superstars and not wrestlers. Yeah. But they used like wrestling tactics to beat out the competition. So that's that's always that's the
1: more a, things change, the more they stay things the things stay the same, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well said, well said.
1: So Survivor Series 1987, you got uh, should we just list the survivors?
0: Yeah, <laughs> If we start listing teams, we're going to be here like for fucking ever. Yeah,
1: this would be like a 10-hour show. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'll just go in order of of the of the matches. In the first match, your survivors are Randy Savage, Jake Roberts, and Ricky Steamboats. Yes. Already a tough competition here. Uh-huh. Uh, the second match, you have the Jumping Bomb Angels, a team of Itsuka Yamazaki and Norio Tateno, if I'm saying that right. Yes. And the which was an all-women Survivor Series match. The third match was an all-tag-team Survivor Series match, so once your partner was eliminated, you were also eliminated. Uh, You had the the Killer Bees team of B. B Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Brunzel, and the The Young young Stallions, stallions. there you go, Uh, team of Jim Powers and Paul Roma, and then you had... The very first, in the, in the main event, you had the very first sole survivor to ever um, ever come out of a Survivor Series match. And that was, no surprise here, Andre the Giant, <laughs> uh, who was obviously having a great 87, even without winning the, the world title at oh, WrestleMania yeah. that year. Um, so let's start. Let's. I guess let's debate this, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Who walks out of '87 as the representative?
0: I could, uh, knowing what I know, I could tell you right now. Um, I'm going to eliminate the <laughs> jumping bomb, jumping bomb angels, because not because they're women, right? Slow your roll, people, yeah. <laughs> um, simply because uh, that is talent that is brought in to like as an attraction.
1: Yeah, they were they were predominantly if I can say that right, uh, all Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. and and as well as some independent wrestling.
0: Yeah, so you um and and that uh, unfortunately that goes for all of the ladies. Yeah, because so, women
1: wrestling was I mean, even then they were barely valets,
0: second class citizens. Yeah,
1: man, they you know that was back in the day when it was a uh, they were treated and. It, this is not my words, people, but they, they, were, they were treated like the midget wrestling, where it's just like, yeah, hey, we yeah. got women wrestling here, like, oh, oh, oh.
0: Yep.
1: You know, the freak show's coming out, kind it, of thing. It, yeah,
0: pretty much. But that's how it was pretty treated, much. so. So, right away, I'm going to eliminate the Angels. Sorry, ladies. I, that was one of my favorite tag teams. They were a good teams, tag so, team. Yeah.
1: yeah, they were fun to watch.
0: Um, that being said, uh, speaking of tag teams, I personally can't stand the Young Stallions. Oh no Jim Powers and I, Paul I Roma. Enough. oh my God, they stink up the joint man <laughs> yeah. uh, I I don't you know what if there are any young stallion fans out there, I would love to hear from you because quite frankly I've I've been watching wrestling since I was three years old. Mm-hmm. so I'm days away from being um, 40 years old when this episode hits. So we're talking 37 years of wrestling. I have yet to meet a young Stallions fan. We're gonna meet that one guy. <laughs> You're the guy. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm sure they're out there, but I've yeah, I've never met anybody who was like those young Stallions, young man. Stallions. They're fucking great. Yeah. I'm like no, absolutely not. So those are my next to be eliminated.
1: Okay, I think we're on the same page so far. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm
0: actually I'm
1: actually throwing out the other tag teams. Well, I think the ta- both all 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 the tag teams are out and it's it's nothing against the killer bees who were we're having a good 87 that yes, year. Yes, they were. But uh just the 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 remaining four I think are just hard to touch. True, very true. You, you know, that's that that's the only reason why um you go to 87, obviously we talked about the year of Andre that he had. But then you have Savage and Steamboat who or haven't
0: put, put on a clinic. Yeah, we're at a great year. Three. Yeah.
1: No, nobody's talking about them per se the way that, they, that we are now, you know, thirty years later. But again, they who's putting on better matches than those two exactly. Right now? And then Jake Roberts, same things, having a good year as well. So that's the reason why Killer Bees. I think, with all due respect, they uh, I, I eliminate them. If you disagree, no, fair enough. Yeah. fair enough. Okay. So that leaves the final four here, Savage, Robert Steamboat, and Andre. I guess let's continue to knocking knocking them off the board here. Who's next to go in your opinion? Cuz I have my pick.
0: You know what? I'm I've always whether 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 it works or not, yeah. I've always been a fan of let's get the biggest fucking guy out of the ring. Okay. So, for my money, I would love to see Andre go next.
1: Andre, I'm okay with going. Um Again, he's having... he's having, It's weird. He's having a great 87. But, hey, he's having a great 87 in WWE sense of mind. By that, I mean it's great, but his character is is great. The actual wrestler is obviously older. Yeah. He's he's not... I mean, he didn't want to do WrestleMania. I'm not, not going to go through that storyline, but, you know, he's coming off of Princess Bride where he can't even hold... You know, a hundred pound girl on his own because his right. back's so terrible. So I eliminate Andre because even though his character is, is obviously doing extremely well, the man behind the character is obviously aging. He's hurting. He's he's got the disease, and it just doesn't work out. So I I eliminate Andre as well. Um, I, for me, it's hard. Obviously, it gets harder the, the further <laughs> you get. And that goes without saying, but it, it's it's like, I I almost eliminate, I have to eliminate Roberts, in my opinion, just because it's Savage and Steamboat. And again, two guys who went so under the radar that entire year, but nobody's putting on, I mean, they're the workers.
0: Yeah, they're the workers they're, they're at the this workers, point.
1: Uh-huh. And then they're the workers, but they're, I'm basing it off of not where you're at as a character, but where you're at as a performer or wrestler. And although Roberts is, is obviously putting on good matches, I wanted to come down to Savage and Steamboat and do it again.
0: Uh, my thought is a little bit different here. I, I think uh, Savage and Steamboat can't get enough of one another. So
1: they eliminate each other. Huh? And
0: they eliminate each other. Okay. Whether it be via countout or disqualification or what have you. But they eliminate each other and that leaves Roberts.
1: That's my pick. So you got Roberts in 87 yep. going all the way? Okay. Okay. Because I had, I had Savage in 87, but uh, Savage and Roberts, I'm, I'm okay with Roberts. you okay with Roberts? I Robert? can do with Roberts. Okay. Yeah. We can, I'm not, we, can,
0: we can agree to disagree. I'm not going to fight you <laughs> on that.
1: Honestly, so long as I, I wait. So in my head, you know, ladies and gentlemen, my head kind of always spins all the time. And as soon as I, I listed the the names, it was Savage, Robert, Steamboat, and then I stopped. In my head, it's like that's it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that, your every, final three. Screw everybody else. Anybody, <laughs> anybody else, it's a no go. Even even Andre, because again, for the reasons that I gave. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and um, do, do we do Roberts eighty seven. So let's go then to nineteen eighty eight. If I am not mistaken, eighty eight is still Thanksgiving night. Still in Richfield Coliseum, mm-hmm. so Richfield. I mean, I don't, did they ever go back? Like once, once they were done with Survivor Series, like they never went back. I'm assuming, maybe I mean, for like some house shows or something. But
0: yeah, not for Survivor. Series. I don't even so know if that, so is,
1: that state Nest arena is even open anymore.
0: Right. If it is, it's under a different name. But
1: um, let's let's dive right into it, shall we? The the first Survivor and the second sole Survivor that ever took place. Was the ultimate warrior? Oh lord! Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, there's so many things I can say about that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the second um, the second survivors, I guess they're sole survivors because yeah, this is a tag team one. Yeah. So again, it, you know, you're eliminated via if your partner's eliminated as well. Uh, the only survivors of the tag team Survivor Series match was the Powers of Pain. The team of the Barbarian and the Warlord. The Warlord, that guy. <laughs> the <laughs> the next match saw the uh, saw two survivors. They saw Dino Bravo and Mister Perfect. And the main event, the final survivors, saw Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. There you so, go. There's your. There is your survivors of nineteen eighty eight. So where do we uh, where do we start here? Who, uh, who goes first? <laughs> powers of Pain. Both of them. Both, both of them. Because I'm I'm assuming at this point, like once once you're in, once the tag teams made it, it as far as our tournament goes, like you're now individual wrestlers.
0: Yeah, you no. Yeah, yeah, you have to be. You have both to both of them out of here. At some point, like even if you start off the match like, hey, we're going to tag team up against everybody, eventually if it all works out, and it's just the two of you. Yeah. You're going to have to eliminate your Somebody's partner. Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it may I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the the warlord never got any respect when it came to uh these types of elimination matches no never
0: <laughs> never I, i'll never forget that that one rumble where he was in for like what three seconds it was like here? three seconds yeah. they they
1: tried their damnedest to break it i don't think they actually broke it with santino but a WWE came close, they yeah they, they they definitely uh broke rules if that if it didn't break it so but uh powers of pain yeah i, I could take them off the board um uh, now, you know what name I want to take off that board, but I'm not going to, because I'm going to be fair. Uh, why not? <laughs> Do it. I, I mean, it's it's 88. It's still the peak of Hulkamania. And, and...
0: <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I I would also take him off the board. You want Hogan gone? Yeah, because... Get uh... the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting no time. Um, I take Hogan off the board simply because... This is, like, too gimmicky for him. Okay. Um, just listening to interviews and and podcasts and such over the years, he's that guy. Yeah. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to do it, brother. I'm not doing the job, brother. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, fuck Hogan. Hogan's out. Get him out of there. (laughs) Do business for him and get him out of there. Uh, I also don't like Dino Bravo on here. He can can get 86th (laughs) right away, too, um... That's so, an that's a interesting choice of words there. He <laughs> when it comes to Dino Bravo, he you know he he was such a powerhouse, big strong guy, all that. And I'm I'm Which not weird because he was tiny. Yeah, I'm not say, I'm not saying he was a bad worker or anything because uh, I've seen worse, obviously. And we'll get to him later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, for my money, Dino Bravo, um, there's just better talent in this batch of guys. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye, Dean. you mean Bravo. Like,
1: like the Ultimate Warrior.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant by I see worse. <laughs> uh, that would be my next pick to go out. Was the Ultimate Warrior.
1: Now in '88, would you would you have been disappointed? Were you a little warrior?
0: Or, or no, just, you know what I uh, you saw through the bullshit. I, I did because at that point, again, you know, I'm I'm like nine going on ten or ten going on eleven. Right. Um, I'm not trying to do that kind of math in my head right now. But sure. <laughs> But, uh, I've watched so much wrestling already, you know, keep in mind, like, I'm watching the WWF, the NWA Crockett promotion. You're watching real wrestling. World class Championship wrestling. Right. Um, some, some of the, uh, Mexican stuff, uh, whether it be AAA or CMLL. Okay. Um. Just whatever is available. Yeah, point, you know. and and, and you know, I was fortunate enough to to be able to watch all that via my cable and and regular TV, uh, and also AWA. So I get to see all these different things, and and yeah, I just I whether whether people like this or not, I'm sorry, I I saw the, through the bullshit. Right. Like he just something about him rubbed me the wrong way, and it was like it's dude, it sucked. You could tell. He would get winded through matches very quickly because he fucking blew up coming to the ring, running down like a goddamn idiot. <sighs> yeah. You know? So yeah. And these were long entrances
1: with a lot of twists and turns in some of them. Yeah, it was yeah. Really a weird so setup, he, so.
0: Yeah, he would get to the he would get to the <laughs> ring and clearly be winded and yeah. you're like, Wait a minute, now he's supposed to fight the likes of like Hogan and Savage and, and people of that nature. It's and not believable. It's anymore. not believable yeah. anymore. So I, again, for me,
1: I this is a WWE product, but I'm not basing anything, any of my stuff off characters.
0: Okay.
1: So, Ultimate Warrior, I don't think it's going to win anything, to be fair. I, uh, that's, yeah, that's, I agree. That's my prediction. I so agree. So, we'll see how that goes. But uh, that leaves Mr. Perfect and Savage on the board. <sighs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one. I mean, at this point, Savage obviously isn't just a worker anymore I mean he is the the heavyweight champion or WWF champion Uh, Mr. Perfect is a worker but uh, obviously wrestling wrestling wise one of the best in the WWF at the time it's a toss up for me and I'm I'm curious to see if we agree on this one but I not because I didn't get my way in 87 but I'm, I'm going with Savage you're going with Savage I'm going with Savage
0: uh, I agree. Uh, he's... he's do you on, agree? I do agree. Because okay, he, right. he's, he's on too much of a role in 88. Right. He's got the title. You, uh... He's going a little bit crazy at this point, too. He is, but you can't stop that freight train. The or, or, or is it crazy train at this point? <laughs> freak out, freak out. <laughs> I have a bad savage impersonation. Deal with it. <laughs> Everybody has a savage impersonation, though. That's the good thing. The
1: one thing I wish I could do is a Dusty Rhodes, but I, I can't do one.
0: <laughs> if Mr. Wrestling 6 was here. Oh, he does a, He does a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, um... Alright, so 88 is, uh, our sole survivor is the macho man himself, Randy Savage. Now we get to 1989, which took place in our nook of the woods, being Chicago, Illinois, well, Rosemont, at the Rosemont Horizon, very famous venue when it comes to wrestling. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's favorite venue to wrestle in. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. Uh-oh. You do
1: like that guy. <laughs> Rose my horizon, man. I also, I still believe Thanksgiving night.
0: I believe so, yes. So, uh, yeah. And uh, they they actually build it as the WWF Thanksgiving night tradition. There you so, go. Uh, again, we're in 1989, and our survivors to choose from for this year are... The polka dotted one himself, Dusty Rhodes, (laughs) Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Randy Macho Man Savage, which because we chose him in 1988, he is automatically eliminated. He doesn't get to compete. Due to our ruling. Uh, The Earthquake, and if I'm not mistaken, he's the Canadian Earthquake at this point. He's Canadian, yeah. Uh, Dino Bravo, back on it again. Hulk Hogan, Mister Perfect, and that pesky Ultimate Warrior, one more time. Yes, you got no shot, guys. What do you say? <laughs> uh, so right off the bat, again, sorry, Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo's gone. Yeah, he's gone. I, I'm, I just, I, he's another one. I just don't see him winning anything. Okay, so uh, you
1: got Dusty, you got you got uh, Beefcake, you got Earthquake. You got Hogan, you got Perfect, and you got Warrior.
0: Again, I'm 86 in Warrior. Yeah, I, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't like Warrior. I don't think he wins it. I, I just don't. Uh, between between his performance, his performance says, and the all the bullshit that he put the other talent through. Yeah, they're not going to let him do much in something like this. I mean,
1: if we, if we are, if we're taking WWE or WWF wrestlers. And putting them in a non WWE ring, yeah, absolutely. Warrior doesn't get shit. (laughs) And this is what we mean, real quick here segue, just real quick what we mean about guys like Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. Yeah. You take them out of that that WWE ring, they don't survive.
0: They don't.
1: No pun intended. (laughs) But uh, uh, next guy I take off that board. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of his, but I just I just don't see him going far as, uh, as Canadian Earthquake. Yeah. And, again, the whole big guy thing, too. Not yeah. saying that big guys don't have a chance, ladies and gentlemen. They do. But, in this case, I just don't see Earthquake. I think Earthquake is out of there.
0: Well, and, and, again, in matches like these, they're usually targeted. They are targeted. At some point yeah, in the match. absolutely right.
1: Um, so, that, are we done? With, we got a Final Four already? We do. Yeah, Dusty. Beefcake, beefcake, Hogan, and Perfect. Hogan and Perfect. Okay. I, I get uh, I get Beefcake next.
0: You got Beefcake next. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll take Beefcake out. Okay. That leaves uh, Dusty, Hogan, and Perfect. I'm going to 86 Hogan here. Oh, Hogan's gone. Huh? A- again, because it's just too gimmicky, and we have 1990 coming up. I was going to say, I think <laughs> you're cheating here. I think you're looking ahead. <laughs> so Hogan's out for me. So we got Dusty, Dusty, and Perfect, and
1: Mister Perfect. Uh, only because,
0: only because I never like I knew where Dusty came from. Yeah, and I really didn't see him staying too, too long in New York. Right. Uh, I'm gonna eliminate Dusty. I think I think it's fitting.
1: I think WWE Dusty Rhodes isn't isn't dusty roads it's
0: not dusty roads and and he doesn't man he just sticks out like a sore thumb as much as he tried he's one of those guys where you give him a pile of shit he's gonna do everything in his power to get that pile of shit over that because that's what he does that's that's all he knows how to do absolutely and he tried he tried like hell with those fucking polka dots but it just didn't work. Just didn't man. work out. Not, not for me.
1: And if you're going, if you're going one-on-one here with a guy like Mr. Perfect, to, again, yeah. a workhorse who just didn't get the respect he deserved during a big guy era. Yeah. Um. If if we're being by performance, here, yeah, Mr. Perfect. I, I, there, there's not even a question there. Mr. Perfect
0: takes eighty-nine. All right. So we have our third entrant in in uh, the form of Kurt Heading, Mr. Perfect. He wins 1989. Um, we're already up to 1990. And, uh, Cruising the, right along. <laughs> uh, the sole survivor, or the, the, yeah, the survivors here that we have to choose from for 1990 are the immortal one Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. And like I said, Ultimate Warrior's not winning shit in this tournament. So he is out for me, which leaves Hulk Hogan and whether he wants to do the job or not brother he's he's our he's my pick anyway for nineteen ninety it's like nineteen ninety in in this tournament here is like uh it's like politics it's like picking between the lesser of two evils
1: yeah it's so. like it's like picking shit or picking diarrhea. <laughs> Like, which which is uh, which is cleaner or less messy, and I, I guess the answer is Hogan. And that fucker finds a way to get into this tournament. So. Shouts out to uh, to James Roke, the angry video game nerd, because I, I get a lot of that shit now. Is, uh, Do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is important to note that there were other survivors. This was the first and only Survivor Series that followed. Well, you talked about it earlier. The where format
0: that the, we're using, the yeah. format
1: of survivors taking on survivors. So, uh, the reason why we only stuck with Hogan and Warrior is because they were actually the only survivors of the Survivor Series, series. match. So, right? Uh, yeah, between Hogan and, and Warrior, hands down, Hogan. <laughs> it's just it's it's there's no match there. Um, growing up, obviously, I I was like. I was, so I was born in the late '80s, and I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't around during the Warrior era. But I was when I was given the the tapes. What <laughs>
0: be glad you were. Yeah, when
1: I was given the tapes and everything like that, I I was like, I was like, oh man, I like this Warrior guy. But again, as I mentioned, by all the way back in to one, I was introduced to WWF first, and WCW and and right. NWA second, and it's like wow. That's wrestling I like that stuff better, so. <laughs> That's why warrior was it was such a hard pill to swallow when you find out the kind of dirt bag that he
0: really was. I so. will never forget we used to we used to um, play fight and wrestle outside on my front lawn and we you know we're, we're always picking our favorites and whatnot and one my one of my best friends at the time, he he didn't watch too much wrestling. He knew I was a huge wrestling fan, so we're picking guys. And so he, I'm, I decide I'm gonna be Hulk Hogan. yes yeah. I used to be a huge Hogan Mark. And then he decides he's going to be the Ultimate Warrior. So he comes out uh, from between our our apartment house uh, buildings. Yeah, as the entrance way, you know, he comes running. He comes running full speed. He's acting like he's shaking the ropes the whole night, and then the match starts, and he like leaves, and I'm like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "I'm going to the corner store." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Cause the Ultimate Warrior doesn't really do anything other than that." <laughs> and I was like, "He gets it. He doesn't even watch wrestling. Yeah, and He gets it." That's it. So I was I was uh, by myself in in the, in a tag team match there, but yeah, point taken. <laughs>
1: You got to love it when people, who, like it, when it's that obvious. Because, like, there's, again, even back then, I'm sure there were fans that watched the product that just didn't get it. Warriors are <laughs> be-all, end-all. It's like Braun Strowman is today. But, oh, God. Um, 91. 91 was, if I'm not mistaken, 91 was the first year in which there was, the, that every match wasn't a Survivor Series match. Because this was the year that Hogan and The Undertaker fought for the title. Um, if I am not mistaken, in which Undertaker wins his first world title, which a lot of people forget that he won it that early in his career. Yeah, yep. So, because uh, he just he debuted the the year before ninety.
0: Yeah, he he caught on quick. He yeah. was he was an instant superstar. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it is, and uh, this this takes place November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one, in Detroit, Michigan, at the old Joe Louis Arena. It's important to note that this took place on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, the, the, day, the day The day before. before. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was called the Gravest Challenge.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: They were so corny back then. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're corny now. I mean, yeah. It's not like I'm,
1: you know, but. Uh, so your Survivors are uh, 1991 here. You got Ric Flair. Woo!
0: <laughs> you got all of Team Slaughter here. Which was uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, not to be confused with Hacksaw Tim Duncan. Hacksaw That's Tim That's a story Duncan. for another time, folks. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, uh, t- the Texas Tornado, which is Kerry Von Erich. Yes. And Tito Santana.
1: Not Chico Santana.
0: Not Chico Santana. You know, earlier, uh, before we recorded this episode, I was kinda of rewatching some of these matches and Okay. I happened to be eating dinner with my mother and we're sitting down and she could not stop laughing at Jesse Ventura referring to Tito Santana as Chico. <laughs> she could not she's like, Oh my god, I can't believe he just keeps saying that. I'm like, yeah, that's that's Can kinda weird. Imagine like
1: Jesse Ventura doing commentary now. Oh my god. Like especially like how, <laughs> how sensitive the world is now yeah. like Chico, you can't say that. Oh, man. The stuff Piper did in the oh, 80s, good too. God. Yeah, oh, God. Yep. my goodness. Uh,
0: so you have uh, those four guys also. And then you have the Nasty Boys. That's uh, Jerry Sags and Brian Knobs. Or Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. However you want to say yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, Blake <laughs> Beverly of the Beverly Brothers. Okay. I hated their theme music. And uh, the Legion of Doom a.k.a. the Royal Warriors hawking animal out of our own stomping grounds in Chicago. They win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. I, I, obviously, Blake Beverly, no thanks. He can he can leave. He eliminates himself. He eliminates himself, yeah. Uh, the Nasty Boys, don't get me wrong, I, I have a, 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 a certain amount of respect for the Nasty Boys, but in this case, uh, sorry, they gotta go. Okay. I'm okay uh, with that. As far as Team Slaughter goes, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say probably not Tito Santana. Probably not Kerry Von Eric. Yeah, Tito Santana misses he he's out of his, he's leaving his prime at this point. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say no to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And you know what? I've again the same thing with Sergeant Slaughter. I I have a respect for him, but uh I agree, I, I like Legion of Doom in this one, but who from the Legion of Doom is the sole survivor? That's the question here, that's the million dollar question. That's assuming that Ric Flair isn't. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot about Ric Flair. You forgot about the nature <laughs> boy. Uh, I I see Legion of Doom sticking, sticking it out as a team until the very last two, so that's why I forgot Flair. Sorry, Ric Flair. Man. He's rolling over in his grave right now. Oh man! Oh, wait, he's, yeah, he's still alive.
1: <laughs> is he? Is he though? <laughs> so if I had to do a final four here, I'm I'm actually going to leave Carrie Von Erich in because he was having a hot early '90s when he came to the WWF. True. Um, and then I I do too. You see, in the this is a very tag team oriented. Uh, actually, there's only two tag teams in there, but it seems like a very tag team oriented. Uh, situation here that I, I would keep both legion and doom in and then of course rick flair goes goes uh, goes to the final four as well um texas tornado gets eliminated first and see that right now we're at the peak of lod's run in the wwf you know they're about to have a really good 92 coming yeah, out yep yep uh I am okay with Ric Flair being eliminated. Um, I, with all due respect to Ric Flair, I think it's not as bad, but it's it's kind of the same situation with with Dusty Rhodes. Like it just it didn't have the same feel. Yeah, you could totally tell the passion. You know the 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 hour long matches were gone. I mean, he's not a gimmicky guy, and he's wrestling for a very gimmicky company. You could tell it's just. He's there because of the resentment he has with World Championship Wrestling at the time. Yes, (laughs) that's
0: exactly why he's there. So it's
1: it's not the same thing. And uh, I also too want to know Animal versus Hawk who wins. You know, it's uh, it's a really interesting, really interesting matchup. And uh, I'm I'm curious to see here because you're out of the two of us, you're the bigger LOD fan, Road Warriors fan.
0: Uh, they're what got me to watch wrestling, so uh, yeah. Um, you know what? I've, I've over the years i've seen I've seen them disagree very rarely, and I hate to say it, but I think the the guy with that has more killer instinct out of the two is Hawk. I say Hawk stays. Hawk's cutthroat, man, and, and that, <laughs> that's saying
1: something because Animal's no pushover either.
0: Exactly. But. So for my money, it's Hawk. Hawks, my soul about. Right. I'm
1: gonna go with what you said because uh, you're the bigger, bigger fan of of uh, LOD. We both have them in the finals. So um, at, at this point, essentially, it was uh, it was flip a coin for me. So yeah, I, I was I'm gonna let the, the 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 bigger fan out of the two of us pick the winner there. And so Hawk Hawk is the representative of 1991. And then we go to Survivor Series '92. They're back at the Richfield Coliseum. I believe they are still in the, doing like the day before Thanksgiving, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Okay, yeah, I believe so.
1: And at this point, the for this year, I should say the your traditional Survivor Series matchups uh, are, are very limited. Actually, there's only one. So yep. Your sole survivors in, in this match were uh, the Nasty Boys, uh, Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags. I think it's unfortunate, because with all due respect, I, I just don't want to see either one of those guys go. <laughs> but somebody's got to represent 92, so I, I'm to let you pick, too, because I, I I say we eliminate both of them, and whoever faces them in the first round, it's the first round bye. Wow, <laughs> but so I'm gonna let you. I, I'm gonna go with. Who, I'm gonna put whoever you get put say on the board. You're not gonna get any debate out of me.
0: I'm. I am a. I'm a fan of completely utilizing my roster. Okay. So someone's gonna fucking wrestle. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, Shit. I, I mean, I'll, I'll throw like a fucking pillow out there <laughs> and make him wrestle a pillow. <laughs> uh. Oh, we'll save the pillow for later. We might need it for another year. All oh, right. right, right. Um, for my money, I think Brian Knobs. Brian Knobs, yeah. The two. Yeah. Okay. So Brian Knobs gets our, our nod for 1992. <laughs> Not a pillow. Not a pillow. He might be shaped like one, but yeah. So we're we're like uh, we're a third of the way through already in this first round of tournament uh, bracket bracket making. I guess it helps in 92
1: was was such a shit year for yeah. Survivor Series. <laughs> so we go to Survivor Series 1993. It's in the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. The Garden. Uh, that's, that, that's now just TD Garden, right? Or is that different? No, it's a different different arena. Yeah, it's a different arena. Okay, I don't know my Boston area very well. Uh, it took place on Thanksgiving Eve, which is uh, infamously known as Black Wednesday or Blackout Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen, because you got you got to be good for Black Friday. Yeah. So, <laughs> so ninety three, your survivors are in the first match. You have the one two three kid, a uh, real name Shaw Wallman, who was known as X Pac and Six and all those other names, uh, and Marty Janetti. Oh boy, I know who your pick is. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the second the second survivors you have a uh, the Hart family and Brett Bruce and Keith Hart. Then in the third Survivor Series match you had all of uh, Team Bushwhacker Team Bushwhacker, which had both Bushwhackers Butch and Luke, and then Men on a Mission, which is Mabel and Mo. Yep. Uh, and then the final Survivor Series match saw Lex. Luger. Oh boy, Lex Luger, man. There's so many things to say about that guy.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> again, this is like politics. Like, should we pick shit or diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I, 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 was a a fan of the Bushwhackers, but they're so fucking gimmicky. It's, it's hard to pick them to win anything. Yeah, you know? really. So for me, the bushwhackers are out because it's 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 unfortunate because if you're talking the sheep herders <laughs> it's, a it's, a it's, it's, team.
1: Yeah, it's a different it's a different team. It's a different team. So yeah, man um, on a mission. I reason, right, eliminate Mo. Okay. I eliminate Mo because he's the weaker of the two. Uh, yeah. Um, Mabel, if you if you remember, he's. He's on he's on on course, not necessarily right away, but he's on that course where he's about to become like a, more than just a, a team specialist. I mean, he's two he's, years away. He's getting a push. He's gonna push. I mean, he's still two years away from the or a year and a half away, I should say, from the King of the Ring. Right. But it's he's plausible. He's, yeah. a, he's a big guy, obviously. Yes. Oh yeah. And there's this is still the big man era, mm-hmm. so. It's not just, you know, oh, he's a big guy. He's gonna win matches, but never win big matches. Like there's just a chance that he wins. So I'm leaving him in there for now. Agreed. Uh, that's so that leaves that's that he's the only guy from Team Bushwhacker. I'm leaving. Uh, as far as the Hart family goes, I don't know. What do you think about Bruce and Keith? I mean, I know they're they're older. Even they don't last. Yeah. I just, yeah, so that's that's I think that's that's pretty easy so that leaves Brett for now and then you got one two three kid and Mario Jeantti one two three kid obviously is his matches that are that he's winning are like miracles yeah And I just don't see it happening
0: I don't I don't see a miracle happening here um
1: I don't see Mario Gennetti winning I don't see Janetti
0: winning, winning either so, so we're left with Bret Hart Mabel and Lex Luger. And I, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm going to eliminate Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, you're eliminating Brett. Yeah, because at this point, Luger, Luger's there, and he's getting the push. He, you know, he's sure. he's there for a reason, and uh, you know, and, and that's a whole other podcast, folks. If you want to know more about Lex Luger. And, I feel like
1: you have something you want to say, so yeah. Well, what's we'll talk uh, well, about? I, he's
0: is kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, I mean, like for the for the time and place. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a dick, and he's 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 like almost um. He's like very diva esque about his career in the WWF at the time, where yeah. he you know he wants this and this and this, but he he's not worth it. And, and for whatever reason, much like Brock Lesnar today, you know, he's kind of just kept getting what he wanted. Right. You know, so um, I think, I hate to say it, I think Luger gets 93 for me. Whether I want that to happen or not, I think, I think logically, in my mind, that's who wins 1993. Yeah, I mean. It sucks because again we're still we're still in the era of the big man and I think Mabel like you said is very plausible right but for my money because of all the shit that was going on I think Luger takes it
1: yeah I mean Brett's definitely on that 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 point now I mean especially you know coming off of the SummerSlam from 92 and just that that type of aura that he has with him and then the 94 that he's about to have, mm-hmm. too. I mean, he's he's at that point where even as big as Luger is, because you got to remember, as big as Luger was, you look at, and I know I'm jumping here a little bit, but That's you, you look at the Royal Rumble in 94, who wins that? It's Bretton Luger. Who walks out of WrestleMania champion? Okay. You know, so... I get what you're saying, and I agree. I, I agree that it's 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 Luger. It's just it's tough on me to bet against Bret Hart because Bret Hart is at that point though too, although not as much of a diva. I'm not saying that he wasn't a handful to deal with. I'm sure he was, <laughs> <laughs> but Bret Hart is also at that point where he's obviously no longer a tag team specialist. He's no longer mid Carter. He's only a few months away from being world champion. So
0: you sold me. Let's let's eighty six Luger. Say, huh? Yeah, fuck like Sluger. Fuck like Sluger. (laughs) Worst in life already, dude. Yeah, you're a dick. So, Bret Hart wins our 1993 pick for this massive 32 person tournament we're we're fantasy booking here. And we're going to move right along to 1994. 94. uh, Which took place. San Antonio, Which, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. It took place at the Freeman Coliseum on November twenty third, nineteen ninety four. The tagline is "It's time to meet your maker." <laughs> the Undertaker
1: at the OK Corral. Oh shit. boy! Let's fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: the good, the bad, and the dead man. Oh, good guy. Um, you only have three. Survivors this year, and that is uh, the bad guy himself, Razor Ramon, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, and King Kong Bundy, and uh, my my jabroni ass forgot the royal family, which consisted. <laughs> I just want to hear you read this. Of Jerry Lawler, cheesy, queasy, and sleazy. My pick is is sleazy. <laughs> Win it all. Fight me on that one. Uh obviously those are, are three um little people. Uh that because the, the match they won was against Clowns R Us, which was Dink, Doink, Pink, and Wink. <laughs> All clowns. I can't stand clowns, oh so God. I'm glad <laughs> there there are no clowns in this uh tournament here. <laughs> uh given that <laughs> so We're realistically talking here. We're back to our three. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Yeah, because of the time, and Mm. and as much as Jerry Lawler is is still the king of Memphis, right? Let's face it. This is the WWF. It's 1994, and he he's not going to get that push. He's just not. No. no, and you know more. you've got you've got Razor Ramon on the rise. You have a uh, two other seasoned vets in Bam Bam Bigelow and, and King Kong Bundy
1: who are having a great '94. By the way, hell yeah, and a million dollar
0: team. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of Bundy right away. Okay, that's fair. I, th- I think Bundy's just he doesn't have it anymore. Not like he used to, but it's still a respectful '94. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I agree. I agree. So your final, fo- your,
1: your final two, I should say, is Bam Bam Bigelow and, and Razor Ramon. And
0: anybody who knows me knows I am a huge Scott Hall fan. Yeah, but for my money, Bam Bam Bigelow takes nineteen ninety four. It's hard to to bet
1: against uh, Bam Bam because it, the thing is, a lot of people kind of sleep on Bam Bam because a lot of people, yeah, <laughs> you know, they look at the size, they look at just the the look of this guy and it's just like yeah he's a big guy that's it but he was one of those first guys hit me alongside vader were those two guys that that took big man wrestling to the heights they'd never been before and and they don't get the respect that they deserve
0: mark my words bam bam's getting hall of fame this year
1: i hope you're right he deservedly so uh you and me both are are huge scott hall fans Razor Ramon, it's hard to beat Razor Ramon in ninety four. It, it is, really man. Is. It is. I think if anybody does it because if we're gonna base it off of where they're at in that year, we can't forget the, the power of the million dollar team. That was a huge deal. People forget about that. They do. That yeah. was a huge that was like the one of the last great factions with the manager. Yes, yes. And and so as far as WWE is concerned, WWF uh Man, it's like it's like a, a toss up for me. Flip a coin. I, I I'll say it lands on Bam Bam Bigelow. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight it because I, either one of those guys are great candidates for '94. I think a lot of people would probably go Razor because of the the well known status that he had. But again, Bam Bam doesn't get the respect that he deserves, and you gotta do your homework a little bit more. Bam Bam is is just as hot.
0: I thought you were gonna say because he oozes machismo. Well yeah. <laughs> he oozes machismo. He just brought
1: me a pot today, it's limited edition, and I'm like he's looking at me, he's kinda of giving me the eye. <laughs> there you go, Chico. <laughs> Survey time. Sorry man, Bam Bam wins wins uh wins ninety four and it sucks because you and I both know that uh, this is his last Yeah his last Survivor series. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, we got we got to go with our guts here. He he's out. So,
0: ladies and gentlemen, nineteen ninety four is in the books. Uh, we're a little a little over a third of the way through our fantasy booking of the Soul Survivors Survivor Series tournament, and uh, we're gonna take a quick break, pay some bills. We hope you're enjoying our our Thanksgiving special this year. Uh, stay tuned. We'll we'll have more when we come back. This episode of the 20x20 20 20 Crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial, and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle ebooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum mortar size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20x20 20 20 Crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20x20 20 20 Crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show.
1: Hello, wrestling fans. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around and letting us pay some bills. Uh, actually, during the break, there was a an audible that was thrown. Um, this is a, a pretty big episode that, uh, that was definitely taped. And want to do it properly joe came up with a really good idea when he came up with a survivor series tournament and i want to do it uh, justice so we're actually going to make it a two-part episode as far as the tournament bracket bracketology if you will we're it's going to be a two-part episode it's going to be this week and next week the, the day of thanksgiving so you can definitely check out part two as you're stuffing down some leftovers enjoying the holiday weekend hopefully uh, we're going to go ahead and release Part 2, and then we're going to actually do the tournaments, which I'm super excited about. I hope you are, too. Please, please, please give us your feedback on this episode, as well as any other episode. And I'm going to leave it at that. And uh, Thanks very so much for, for listening to Part 1. Look forward to having you back for Part 2 next week, and... On behalf of Joe and myself, wish you a happy holiday season. And until we meet again, we will see you in the ring.